Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at GPS Global Wealth Management. It's 7 o'clock in the morning London time on Wednesday the 13th of September. The data highlight today is going to be US consumer price inflation for the month of August. The really interesting stuff is going to be in the details, but the headline numbers will get all of the attention, at least as far as the media is concerned. The expectation is that the headline inflation rate is going to accelerate, but the core inflation rate will slow down. Why is this? Well, if we think of the three inflation waves we've had, transitory durable goods inflation, energy inflation, and profit-led inflation, the transitory inflation is still very definitely transitory. Durable goods prices are likely to be declining. The car prices in particular are likely to drag down inflation this month. The profit-led story has been in retreat for some months now. But the energy price disinflation that we have had is now lessening. That will add to the headline inflation rate. It will add less, however, to the core inflation rate. Core inflation does include energy prices and also food prices. They're just embedded in other prices. This would not concern a properly run central bank. It might not concern the Federal Reserve in the United States. But the details could be more interesting than the headlines. The fictional owner's equivalent rent price, which in theory is the price of owning a home, but in reality is a price no one pays, is still adding to inflation. This means that the cost of living reality for middle income US households that own their own home is significantly less than is being reported, and that boosts middle income spending power. The regional inflation variations are also significant. Florida has very high inflation. Alaska has deflation. Major cities like Chicago, Los Angeles, New York are back in pre-pandemic normal inflation ranges. This is all relevant for politics, as regional variations in inflation and living standard experiences may have a bearing on elections next year. The issue about actual spending power and paying attention to detail does matter. The US annual report on income showed that median US household incomes fell 2.3% in 2022 in real inflation-adjusted terms. This was why access to savings and to some extent access to credit, was so important in sustaining growth last year. It's a story repeated elsewhere in the world. Workers in industrialised countries have not been strong enough to maintain living standards. This is not a strong wage bargaining environment. UK data yesterday showed a rise in average earnings in the economy, but that was a composition shift. Median payroll pay growth slowed last month, albeit on preliminary figures that might be revised. Moreover, it remains below inflation. What is happening, it seems, is a few high earners are distorting the average numbers, but the majority of people seem to be experiencing falling real incomes. More significantly, this is a disinflationary story. High earners doing well rarely generates cost-push inflation. 
UK monthly GDP for July was affected by unusually wet weather and some strike action. Teachers' strikes, for instance, will reduce services production. In the UK, education is valued on the basis of how many students are being taught and for how long they've been learning. A decline in GDP was expected on the month, and the detail is still consistent with an OK, if somewhat below trend, level of economic activity. Japan's July producer price inflation was unexciting, a fraction weaker than expected and not really signalling anything very clear as regards inflation trends. Ahead, there is July industrial production for the euro area. The data is expected to signal a contraction, again, reflecting changing consumer behaviour as we favour spending on fun rather than spending on stuff. But markets know this picture from the regional data that we've already had. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at UBS.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.